Good morning. Good morning. Awesome. Welcome to Making of Her Story. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, my name is Crystal Farley. And I'm Heidi Solomon. And we are just two women continuing to spread the word about the amazing women that are around our globe. Today, we have a fascinating guest. I've been, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her in person, but Heidi has. So I'm going to let her do the introduction and kick off. But I am beyond excited to hear the stories that we're going to hear today. So, Heidi? Yeah, thank you, Crystal. So I am very excited to introduce the one, the only, the absolutely fabulous Tony Portman. Uh, Tony and I have had a relationship going on, what, 15, about 15 years. And uh, she is, uh, she has been my mentor. Uh, She is probably one of the strongest leaders I have ever met. Uh, When we first met, Tony was CEO of a company called Stream Global Services and has gone on to be the CEO of many other successful companies. And so, Tony, welcome this morning. Thank you very much. So appreciate your time. So why don't we kick this off and just maybe give your our listeners a you know a little bit about who Tony is, and um, and then maybe we'll rewind and find out how you became who Tony is. (laughs) Well, I I don't actually know who Tony is because I think Tony is still evolving into who Tony is. I'm learning every day from wonderful people like you, I might add. And um, today, I, I think it's most important to note that I am surrounded by a beautiful family and friends um, and and live in a very blessed world that I'm really grateful for. So I'm the uh, mother of two boys and the stepmom of four wonderful um kids, one adopted, I might add, and then six beautiful grandchildren, two adopted, that fill my life with joy. And then um, I've got a domestic partner, significant other, love of my life that has an enormously wonderful and um, really normal family, which I am not used to. So that's really... Uh, terrific in my life and and I've had a wonderful career I um I ran my own business at 14 we can talk about that and then um have have been uh given the opportunity to lead and grow and learn in companies like IBM and Diebold that were really big fortune 100 companies and then have been a CEO of four companies um in the last 20 years and have also served on for-profit and not for-profit, but for purpose boards, um, and have done some wonderful things in working with communities on growing community awareness and diversity. So I feel like um, I've led a very, very full life, um, and and the I guess the best is yet to be. So still uh, learning and growing. Oh, you're such a slacker. <laughs> anyway, um, I think I, you know, so you gave me the perfect lead in, Tony, to uh, about not growing up in a normal household. So why don't we rewind a little bit because I know you had a unique childhood that really 
you know, I believe just hearing some of your stories over time that was is really created the foundation of who you are as a person. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, you know, there's this old adage of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I don't really believe that. I think um, whatever we are encountering makes us stronger and, and creates the fabric of who we are, not necessarily about what happens to us, but about what we do about what happens to us. So um, as Heidi knows, I, um, I was blessed to be adopted um, by ranchers in West Yellowstone, Montana, believe it or not. And my mother and my father homesteaded out there. Uh, I don't actually know my real birthday because I was found literally on a doorstep and I've got multiple birth certificates and, uh, and so you celebrate every day. I, I you know what? <laughs> every day's a birthday. Um, but uh, my my mom and dad adopted me and my little brother, and uh, the, my adoption was a choice between this um, baby that was found on a doorstep and a family of six whose parents had been killed in a car accident. And my father actually wanted the family of six because they could staff the ranch uh, better. And my mom said, no, let's take the little girl. And that was sort of the beginning of um, good enough just never was. So I was raised in a a, a very interesting <clears throat> family of a an unbelievable mother who loved animals i think maybe more than she loved people and uh and we grew up with horses and cows and um cats and dogs and chickens and and uh i also learned how to work um a lot of people say oh my gosh you work so hard and i say <clears throat> no, I really don't. Um, ranching and farming is work. Uh, business is pretty easy. Businesses have holidays and you can take vacations and <clears throat> you work, you know, certain hours and then you sleep. Well, no vacations with ranching. Um, cows don't understand when you're sick or when you're pregnant. <clears throat> they really need to be milked and fed and um, intended to. So that was an interesting upbringing about teaching the value of work. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, and then um, and my mother was just um the sort of the heart of the family, although I didn't realize that until years later, um, and the leader of the family, um, the matriarch, she truly was uh, a silent leader. My father, on the other hand, was had um been involved with um, and I I I make this comment because I needed to do a lot of work on forgiveness. Um, but he had been involved in a horse accident and had a brain concussion. And what you know about brain concussions and or mental illness is that oftentimes the brain triggers neuroses that cause people to act um, in undesirable ways. So my dad was um, an abuser, so uh, both physically and um, verbally abusive. Um, and that was really not all that productive. On the other hand, it I think made me toughen up to, um, you know, be careful of the words you say, keep them soft and sweet. You'll never know from day to day, which ones you'll have to eat. <laughs> um, and also to listen for the underlying meeting instead of the, the outward, um, explosion of all of that. The good news is never sexually abused, but definitely, um, at one point some hired hands came up to me with 
with money and said, you need to leave. We're afraid he'll kill you. And, um, and part of that was out of my defiance because when he would go into his little rants or rages, I would look at him hands on hip and say, does it make you feel powerful to hit a little girl? Well, that probably wasn't the right trigger trigger, (laughs) for that. And so um, I ran away from home at 14 years of age. um, And I never really went back and lived at home. I, by the grace of God, I had a wonderful family that I lived with and finished high school. I put myself through college um, and I ran a little business with a string of horses, which was the only work that I knew. And I'm rented saddle horses in Idaho. So I went to the bordering state. Um, and and from, from there on, I would come home from time to time um, sharing kids and grandkids, but, um, but always knowing that it was a place to visit, not a place to live. And my brother to this day uh, still runs the ranch. It's a really cool dude ranch. And um, so I'm really proud of him. And, uh, and we've stayed um, tied over the years. And uh, so it's a, it's a historical monument um, in Montana. So I went on after college, I graduated on a Friday, I went to work on a Monday at IBM. And, um, and I also uh, spent some time putting myself through college waiting on tables as a waitress. I was a Kelly girl who I learned this week, I share with Carly Fiorina, <laughs> who was also a Kelly girl. And a Kelly girl is a cool thing because, um, and many listeners might not even, even know, know what, what that is. is. So it was a temporary agency where you were a secretary and you worked for hire. And um, I got to work in law firms and medical offices and the IRS. And one of my most interesting stints was at the Idaho State Penitentiary where the inmates would fill my coffee cup and empty my basket. And I, of course, would engage in conversation with them, which I was not supposed to do. Um, Yeah, you can't help yourself. Exactly. And so I know I, you're doing a lot of work now, and, and I'm wondering if this is, you know, uh, because of some of your upbringing and some of the challenges with your father around mental health and, and the brain, you've shared some really interesting things. You know, maybe you can, you know, talk a few minutes about that. And uh, just, yeah. you know, you're so uh, and, immersed. In, well, and, right? and Heidi is, you know, so... Uh, when I did run away and, um, and had to kind of stand on my own two feet, um, you know, there was a guardian angel for sure. And you get in touch with some part of spirituality or you sort of don't survive. So that was the beginning of what I consider to be a spiritual journey with sort of my higher power God at the center of my, um, life. And then as I went through life, I ended up, um, divorcing, the father of my two boys and met another wonderful man that gave me the greatest gift of my life, which is three stepchildren. And, um, and on that journey, I also have sort of an adopted African-American daughter that was one of my son's best friends. So 18 years um, through that relationship, very interesting. And, and unfortunately um, found myself married to an alcoholic um, and, uh, and we went through some tumultuous times. Anytime you've got sort of five kids and you live in the world that we live in, there's stressors. So, um, my, um, uh, in 2008, um, and Heidi, you were there. Mm-hmm. It was a very bad year for me. So, um, I had 
<clears throat> two kids, one stepkid and my older son, in um, and out of rehab. So I had two drug addicts in the family um, with some other like struggling kids. Um, my my oldest son had gone through Duke University, um, graduated, spoke four languages, um, an officer in his fraternity, just a wonderful young man, and decided cocaine was a good idea. And um, and then my stepdaughter unfortunately um, dropped out of of college early, and um, and found that um, drugs were a good you know resource to go to. So um, in two thousand eight, we also were very successfully running this company, which we grew from. And I'll say Heidi helped grow it <laughs> dramatically, but we grew it from um, $75 million to $600 million. We grew it from 1,500 employees to 15,000 employees in, in 30 centers. It was an amazing yeah. time from a company. Yeah. Right? It was really awesome. A huge success. We year. were number one in mm -hmm. um, global outsourcing and it was crazy all countries of the world and um and we sold the company at and luckily we sold the company in 2008 when the rest of the market started going into a downturn and um so i had no job and um as i sat at the kitchen table and the uh transaction was funded my husband at the time said is the money in the bank and i said well yes of course where else would it be and he said i'd like a divorce and i said is there anyone else and he said yes but she's not the reason and uh, a 55 year old man thought a 23 year old was a good mm -hmm. idea um and my son my youngest at the time was 24 and his youngest at the time was 26 so that was kind of creepy um so that was sort of a shock and um, in that same year, um, as I didn't have a job, um, I also lost my son to a drug overdose, um, which was traumatizing. And, um, and my father died, which um, was sort of ironic in the scheme of things. So I found myself unemployed and, um, and grieving dramatically and, um, and then struggling with the kids and the uh, grandkids um, with how to keep a family together of this sort of nonsense. And, and so how do you, you know, how do you recover like emotionally and where, you know, you know, I know you turned a, a lot to uh, spiritualism to you know, give you guidance during this incredibly difficult time. I, you know, I was there and, and lived through this time with you, and I'm, I am always um, incredibly amazed that you came out the other end. Uh, you know, you were always amazing, but that you mm. came out the other end, uh, probably even stronger and a more amazing version of yourself. So maybe you can talk, you know, walk the readers through that or our listeners through that, you know, in yeah. terms of how, how you move through that personally so definitely not alone mm -hmm. and um you know the one thing that we were talking about last night is mm -hmm. asking for help so um yeah so first of all spirituality helped a ton but also um as the family was going in and out of rehabs and intensive outpatient clinics i was making sure the whole family um, was exposed to things like um, group therapy and Families Anonymous. And at one point, I remember being called up short by the head of, of an organization. And she said, Tony, you're helping everybody else, but what are you doing to help yourself? Right. And, and I sort of was taken aback and 
I said, well, good point. And <clears throat> ended up going to a fabulous woman, um, Libby Osborne Fisher, who I say there's certain things that changed my life at that pivotal point. And, and Libby as a therapist was one of them, had me go through what's known as inner child work. And that says you got to go way, way back. Um, and, and that changed my life because I got to bring my father into my life phys physically, I mean, spiritually, but um, right. And give and truly forgive, but that takes a lot of work to do inner child work. Mm -hmm. um, I also met an angel to this day. I don't know who told me to read this book. Um, literally I've tried to find her and um, she, she said, have you ever read the healing code? And at that point in time, I had read everything I could get my hands on and then some because self-help right um and the healing code changed my life because what it teaches you is that you have um you have conscious subconscious and cellular memories and you must heal conscious that's the stuff we know that's in our presence our subconscious buries stuff 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 um we have everything that we learn between the womb and three is in subconscious because we don't have words yet. So that's, and that's where we just stuff stuff down. Um, and so you have to heal that, but cellular memory given that, and Heidi, I know you're adopted too. Mm -hmm. Cellular memory was fascinating to me because it says that we have memory in our DNA that we sometimes have to heal. So our actions and reactions. So I, I still today practice the healing code. I think it's the most important thing I've ever done is to go through that. Um, I, uh, I started, stopped, restarted, and have done about four times Course in Miracles, which I think is amazing. Marianne Williamson. And, um, amazing. Yeah. and um, Marianne Williamson became sort of my, you know, kind of stalwart. Uh, I walk labyrinths all the time and weird things have happened walking with labyrinths it just showed up and then I had a personal healer that's a woman here that um, did some channeling you kind of have to be into this but channeled my son into the room where I began to have a relationship with my son and oh, I love you. and I miss him every day <laughs> but he but you know the output of that was um, sorry. No, it's good. no, no need to be sorry. But um, so we've established a um, memorial fund that gives scholarship to people that are going through the disease of addiction because unfortunately, when you're addicted, um, and, and by the way, best book ever is The Unbroken Brain saying that this isn't a me mental illness, it's a learning and development malady. Um, and, and people that are in this conundrum are, are either um, helped by a system that serves the very, very poor because our prison systems end up um, being the most safe place for sobriety, unfortunately, not all the time, and, um, and the people that have means that are wealthy. And so the middle class really struggles. So um, Tyson's scholarship is to give um, monies to people that can't afford but desperately need uh, help in in recovery and I'm super excited about that and also the healer that um, brought him into the room 
says that he comes to her all the time and coaches her, which I think is just bizarre. She never physically met him, but he, he is one of her sort of angels. So um, I think that's really, really important. So read a lot of books, did a lot of work, um, and really did, you got to do the work, which is really hard. So and Crystal, this is, this, I know, I'm okay. sorry, this is, yeah, this is right up your, <laughs> this, you got to be chomping at the bit to ask a question, I'm sure, so jump in. Uh, you know, it's not even a question because um, I feel like we're the same person <laughs> in, different oh in different generations. Um, and so I guess I want to um, thank you for sharing that. Because um, I'm not sure that you're aware, but I do have another podcast called People, Trauma, and Stress Discussed. And I am also a huge supporter of recovery due to my mother being, again, now in detox for heroin addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and having, you know, you know, so I have my own things, right? It's not about me today. But what I appreciate about what you're saying is that there, there are um, issues and challenges with our mental health system. Um, and you know, to know, for people to know that it's okay to seek alternative therapies through books, yourself and healers that are not traditional is so valuable, is so incredibly valuable that that message just needs to continue to get out there. So I appreciate you saying that. Oh, thank you. Hmm. And, and it's, it's true. And, and it is work. Um, I think people have to work on their own healing, their own forgiveness and their own understanding. Um, uh, I loved what you just said about, we, we probably are the same person. My friend Marjorie, who um, hopefully you'll meet even on this podcast says that we're individuated particles of shared intelligence mm -hmm. and that we're going through this journey of right in consciousness or awareness um, very purposefully. And, and that's why I believe that um, we do have choices every day, but, but one of them is to sort of lean in and, experience whatever and and try to try to make some sense about how there can be good out of it and i think it it begins and ends with love and gratitude and and well, then this sort of collective power right of that we're better together right right well and i mean think about it like we're handed like i've you know I've, it takes a lot of work as you say but if you shift your mindset and you think about all of these experiences that you've had, sure, they've been traumatic and stressful and sad in the moment, but they are gifts that have allowed you to connect with a greater audience of people. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yep, right? for sure. For sure. And look at you now. Look at you now. So. Well, and like I say, I'm not where I need to be, right? <laughs> Every day's a journey. And, um, but Yes. And, and I like to live in a world of and, so I'm trying to eliminate the word, but from my, my uh, vocabulary. So yes. And so you've given some really good, you know, advice along the way in the, the talk, but if you were to uh, maybe encapsulize it in one or two pieces of advice for our listeners, what would that be? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I think, live from the heart truly um and i think i shared with you so i i think we're i've never had an original thought in my life so i just steal shamelessly and <laughs> um and 
pride on the back of others, right? Um, on the shoulders of others. But a gentleman that I just heard on Monday, um, he said, uh, instead of building a resume, build a eulogy. And I thought that was really beautiful. Um, and a, and a, um, an important thought for me as I go into this next chapter of hopefully giving back and, um, I'd encourage everybody that's listening to go look at if you're um, of the age prime women because um, it's a wonderful publication that uh, that I've personally invested in that um, addresses the fact that um, we're not dead yet when you hit your prime um, and that we've got a lot to learn um, I, I also uh, thing and Heidi you're a part of this but every morning I try to wake up and I have for the last three years and I've got a distribution list of which I'm proud to say Heidi's on that I find um, through my meditation and my work something motivational uh, and I send it out to some friends um, and my daughters-in-laws and my granddaughters and I don't know if everybody reads it every day. Oh, I look but, forward to getting uh, up in the morning and reading. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do because now I'm, I'm not only seeking to understand, I'm seeking to share. And I hope that my little granddaughter someday um, recognize the fact that we do live in a world where, you know, as you said, Crystal, so eloquently, things happen to us and, and everyone's story is so amazingly important to their life. And, and it, it continues to be not exactly what that is, but it's what we do with that to channel it into the potential of something good. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's sort of hopefully, um, and, no, and get out of our own way a little bit, right? Mm, get out of our own way. <laughs> yes. Sometimes we can be our, our own worst yep. enemy, right? Right. This is the worst part about having a short podcast is that <laughs> we have to wrap up, but I could listen to you talk forever. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. <laughs> so you're jealous I get to spend the day with her. I, wait until you check your phone, Heidi, because I literally just texted you heart eye emojis because... <laughs> oh. <laughs> there I know so now you know I mean why Tony has been such an incredible uh, inspiration in my life and and um, so thank you is there you know I know you have a lot of things that you're doing you know you're involved in but um, you know if you want to do a shameless plug on something <laughs> well uh, I, maybe, could you pick one well I could I could pick a company thing but I and then I want to end remind me to end with it but okay yeah, I'm running a new platform company that before you leave here you're going to be a client of, <laughs> um, which is really amazing um, I worry a lot so I ran a one company in neuroscience that worked on the way our brains remember things and it was impactful for training and education and I'm digging that out of mothballs and hopefully getting that back out to the world because I think it changes lives. Um, and then tangential to that, a platform company that I'm in the startup um, of, which is changing the way we work. 70 to 73% of the U.S. population is going to work either partially or fully remotely from their teams. And we are creating a digital monster, 
We've got Google brains. We're not interacting and connecting um, energetically because we are losing our ability to read nonverbal communication. And our kids have got their heads buried in iPhones and mobile phones. And, and I'm really worried about the impact neuroscientifically, which has a, a direct impact on energetically. Um, so walkabout is um, a wonderful digital workplace that brings place and presence into your office. So no matter where you work, you're working with full motion video, which I think is extremely important so that um, we begin to connect not only um, with our left brain, but with our right brain as well. Um, and, so, and so if somebody wants to find out, uh, you know, owns a company or works for a, a larger company, how can they find out a little bit more about that? Yeah, go to the website, which needs some work, but walkaboutco.com, walkaboutco.com. And, um, and it's kind of cool. There's a little video and then call me. Um, <laughs> and, and just at the end, I just want to, I just want to say, I'm, my heart is full, Crystal, with what you and Heidi are doing with this. Um, we're going to talk about Great Girls Network um, tonight, but I think what you guys are doing um, it, it is going to change not only the lives of the people that you touch, but the energetic evolution of where our world's going. And so mm. I, love, I love what you're doing, and I'm, I'm humbled to be in your presence. So thank you. Now you're making me cry. You there, Crystal? You crying? I'm here. I'm just trying to keep it together. <laughs> I mean that. All right, Crystal, do you want to do our shameless plug for, for yeah, I mean, and we couldn't making do of her problem. story? Yeah, so making of her story on Instagram and Facebook, find us there, of her story on Twitter. But again, we can't do this work without incredible women like yourself, Tony. So thank you. Um, for those of you that have a story, please feel free to reach out to us. We want to showcase you. We want to share your story around the world. So direct messages on, on all of these social media platforms, and we will respond to you as soon as we possibly can. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank Love. you, guys. Love you, Crystal. Talk to you later. Godspeed. <laughs> Bye.